Words have meaning. And I think this is extremely important. And I think it's important for us, very often people on the political right, to ensure that they understand what words mean because the idea that we disagree with somebody isn't necessarily because of where they sit on the political spectrum, but rather whether or not the conversation that they're a part of is about a different philosophy or a conversation about the elimination of yours. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is good to be with you. And I was scrolling through Facebook, as I have been known to do, and I came across a post from Evan Sayet. And he, what he said here, uh, this is lifelong liberal Glenn Greenwald detailing the leftist collusion to steal the election by covering up the even covering up, even though they know the true story about Hunter Biden's laptop. And this isn't the first time that Evan had made the distinction between the liberal. And the leftist. Now, Evan Sane is a well-known comic and humorist and author. Uh, The Woke Supremacy, an anti-socialist manifesto, is available at Amazon.com. You can also find his book, The Kindergarten of Eden, which is based on the talk he gave at Heritage when I first learned about him many, many moons ago before I met him when I moved to California. My father was watching it and shared it with me. The Kindergarten of Eden is a must-read along with The Woke Supremacy supremacy evan say it joins us right now and you so this is kind of where you live and breathe this is kind of like 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 a field of research that you are you are either the the, the father of or one of the early uh, adopters and uh really uh contributors to but this idea that there's a difference between the liberal and the leftist and how you use glenn greenwald in both these cases to define this, words do have meaning, and it's it's one you can coexist with and one you can't. How do you describe these differences? Well, first of all, hi, Tony, and thanks for having me on. Um, recognize first that by liberal, I'm using the lowercase l, not what's called or what they've co-opted for themselves, because they call themselves liberals, but they are, in fact, leftists. And a liberal lowercase l is open to the idea that other people may have other circumstances, they may have other priorities, they may have other skin color or upbringing, and that one, you know what, they might be right. I'm open-minded enough that if new information comes my way, I'm willing to change, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to adapt. And two, so long as the other lives by certain uh, tenets, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, then they're entitled to all the rights, privileges, protections, and opportunities of a liberal, lowercase l, society. The leftist, on the other hand, is, as I say in my book, The Woke Supremacy, it's a supremacist movement. In a supremacist movement, you have to have the right skin color or the right ideology or the right class. Marxism is a supremacist ideology. Islamism is a supremacist ideology. And wokeism or leftism is a supremacist ideology where all rights, privileges, protections, and opportunities belong only to those who possess the right, in this case, ideology. And, and so when you look at Glenn Greenwald, He's willing to provide the other with the privileges, the opportunities, and the protections of good and accurate journalism. The left, on the other hand, will constantly lie so long as it's on behalf of leftism. So, So the difference is the liberal is open to truth, 
and the liberal is tolerant of disagreement, the leftist is not open to truth. If it opposes the leftist movement, then whether it's historical and Howard Zinn, you know, Howard Zinn famously said objectivity is undesirable. He said, if you think that history should serve a social purpose, if it should in some way is the causes of humanity, then you make your decisions based on that. So a liberal historian would look at the objective truth and tell the, and tell the objective truth. And if it backs up his ideology, wonderful. If it doesn't, then he will alter his ideology based on the objective facts. But leftism will not change its ideology. It will change the quote-unquote facts. And this is this is exactly what we see, for example, in the 1619 Project by Nicole Hannah-Jones. There are no facts involved. Historians have said there are no facts. But what does that matter when it moves a, a, a narrative forward? But let's get continue on, on this conversation of definition again. Talking to Evan Sayet, the book The Woke Supremacy and Anti-Socialist Manifesto is a must-read, must must-get at Amazon.com. You talk about lowercase l for liberal, but this comes off the concept of classical liberalism, which is something that you and I both ascribe to, and something that has value, and that also has nothing to do with the leftism we see of Chuck Schumer and Representative Ocasio-Cortez Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and and really uh, the, the the far reaches of Hollywood. Right. I, I mean, everything is for the revolution. The science, the the leftist scientist is a leftist who uses science to advance leftism. The leftist academic is a leftist who uses the color of authority in his academia of his degrees to promote leftism. Uh, the leftist journalist promotes leftism. It, it, it's all how they can use whatever authority and power they have to advance leftism, not advance the truth. And, and, and this is a very dangerous and frightening thing and because they take away from us any ability to defend ourselves or to change their minds. Simply to disagree with the supremacist is enough to, to, to see you considered the other and be part of the cancel movement. You will be canceled if you do not do what the leftists tell you to do. And, and that's very frightening because we've had other supremacist movements. And you know, people confuse supremacist movements with race. But the reality is the vast majority of supremacist movements throughout time, race has not been the determinant of what I call the supreme trait. And as I said at the beginning of this conversation, Islamicism is a supremacist movement. If you have the right creed, you are entitled to all the rights, privileges, protections, and opportunities of Islamist society. If you don't have that trait, which is devout uh, devotion to, to Muhammad, then you are considered the other. And any lie, any act, no matter how egregious, is actually considered to be good. Well, and the same thing is true with the, the Marxist supremacist movement, where if you're in the right class, then you're entitled to the rights, privileges, and protections of Marxist society. And if you're in the wrong class, you're not only not entitled to these things, but you are to be canceled. And it's the same thing with the woke supremacist movement. If you are devout to the leftist movement, then you're entitled to all the rights, like freedom of speech. But if you don't, then you don't have the right to freedom of speech. If, if you are not in the right, uh, if, if you're not in the right party, if you're not in the right movement, you're not entitled to the protections of due process. Look at Judge Kavanaugh. If, if, you, if you don't possess the right woke ideology, you're not entitled to the opportunities of having a job or starting a business. 
so not only is leftism not liberal lowercase l or classical liberalism if you prefer, but it's actually it's very opposite. And, and I, you know, you were very kind to attribute this line of thinking to me. And, and obviously, I believe I, I contributed quite a bit. But it goes all the way back to the 1980s in a book by Professor Alan Bloom called The Closing of the American Mind. And, and all the way back then, he recognized that students didn't know what they were talking about, but they were damn sure of what they believed. And, and that's the way we are today. The left doesn't know what it's talking about because they won't research. They won't use history. They won't use journalism. They won't investigate. They won't go through due process. They know in advance their conclusion, and then everything must fit that conclusion. That's the opposite of liberalism. Talking to Evan Say It, the book, The Woke Supremacy, an anti-socialist manifesto at Amazon.com. Also get The Kindergarten of Eden. It is a must, must read. Also available at Amazon.com. Let's, let's play this out. Let's build this out because this is the, uh, for maybe some people, the first time of recognizing, you know what? There are people who I disagree with, but I'm still able to speak to. There are people I don't agree with, but we're having conversations, as I often talk about uh, in, in the cigar lounge, where you and I have spent a fair amount of time in our lives, Evan. Uh, you can have these conversations without people feeling the need to throw things at each other or call anybody a racist. It's just this, this way of happening. Well, we're seeing this happen with some other people. We are seeing it happen with, with Glenn Greenwald, even though he may have always been this way. You're seeing it in a more pronounced way with Bill Maher, somebody that you you have known and worked around and near and with and etc for for a good number of years on his show real time uh, with, with with Bill Maher. You saw it from J.K. Rowling, uh, the author of the Harry Potter books, when she just simply admitted a basic fact that men are not women and women are not men, and we do see them get vilified. How many of them will be necessary for more people on? on uh, the political right, let's say, to recognize there's a difference between the liberal and the leftist, and we should at least, uh, to, to the very best of our ability, make sure that somebody who we disagree with politically knows that we don't disagree with them as a person being able to voice their view. Well, it, it's sort of a race to see which happens first. Because one thing about supremacist movement is, it doesn't take a whole lot of them. You know, in Nazi Germany in 1944, only 10% of the German population were actual active activist Nazis. All right. In, in the previous Democratic Party supremacist incarnation in the Old South, only about 5 to 10% of the Democrats were actual active activist members of the Ku Klux Klan. You know, around the globe today, it's estimated that only about 5 to 10% of the world's Muslims are actual active activist members of the jihadi movement. The problem isn't the 5 to 10%. The problem is we reach a certain point where that 5 to 10% has so much influence in the universities, in the education of, of the children of the next generation, uh, in propaganda, whether it's news or entertainment, in social communications, that the other 90% grow up so fully steeped in so wholly surrounded by and, and, and so denied the opportunity to even entertain an alternative point of view that the most ludicrous narratives of the supremacy are taken simply as given. And, you know, a lot can be learned by going back and reading George Orwell's 1984. And, and in it, he has three slogans that he plasters, Big Brother plasters all around uh, Oceania. And they are so absurdly impossible. 
uh, war is peace, right? The very opposite of the truth. Uh, ignorance is, 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 is uh, power. That's not the right word. But, but ignorance is strength. And the other one was uh, freedom is slavery. And they, people believed it. And you say to yourself, nobody can believe something so opposite of the truth. But when you are so fully surrounded by, so fully steeped in, that you can't even entertain any other point of view, the opposite of the truth becomes just simply the given. And you can see this with slogans that you hear people on the left using today. Silence is violence. That's the slogan straight out of Orwell. That's diametrically opposed to the truth. Silence is the opposite of violence. And yet, because we are getting to that point, that tipping point, where it doesn't matter that only 5 to 10% of them are actually these supremacists themselves, when they have the control that they have in academia, in media, in uh, uh, social communications, when they can cut off the truth from being spoken. You know, one of the reasons Hitler put the Jews into ghettos was to remove their voice from the community so that they could not counter the lies of the supremacy with their humanity. Well, the means he employed were different because the technologies were different. But when they ghettoized me, when I'm permanently banned from Twitter, they succeeded in ghettoizing my voice, removing my voice from the community, so I cannot counter their lies with the truth. And that's exactly what we saw with, with the Hunter Biden story. It was absolutely true what the New York Post wrote. But if you're out there reading social communications and 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 you can't see this because uh, Jack has decided that you can't see this, then it's not that you are yourself a supremacist. It's just that you've never heard any other point of view. Evan Sayet is his name. The book, The Woke Supremacy, an anti-socialist manifesto. Find that at Amazon.com and be sure to get The Kindergarten of Eden also there at Amazon. Both of them are must-buys. Evan, always good to talk to you. We've got more coming. I'm Tony Katz.